2: I am in shock, guys. If you didn't hear that, that was DJ Khaled, and he was saying, Congratulations to us. I'll play it one more time. Congratulations. And I'm just so grateful. I can't believe we're over 1 million downloads. It's been so, such a journey. It's going to continue to be a journey. And I love each and every one of you. So thank you for listening, downloading and just being you. So hope you enjoy the app.
0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes until we segue into my friend Kia, who is awesome. And I feel like you guys need more of a single male perspective. So we're going to try to provide you with a lot of that up and coming, um, starting with Kias. So glad that he is coming on today. And before we get into this, I wanted to talk to you about how to deal with your family on Thanksgiving. Um, Whether you're single or in a relationship or even married, there's always going to be questions that your family is going to ask you when you are home with them on Thanksgiving. So when you're single, they're going to ask you, Are you dating anyone? Is there anyone special? Why haven't you found someone? Are you too picky? Blah, blah, blah. All you need to do is smile and say, I'm working on myself and I'll let you know when there's someone you should know about. AKA, fuck off. And I will tell you if there's someone, so there's no need to ask. If you're in a relationship, your family might say something like, why don't you live together? When are you moving in? When are you getting married? When are you getting engaged? Again, you should say, I will let you know when there is news or an update. And then you can get excited. But until then, please, again, fuck off. I mean, don't say that, but you get the gist. And if you are married and they're saying, when are you going to have a baby or when are you going to do this again? Or when are you going to get a house? I will let you know when we are making a development that you should know about. If you are a family member and you are listening to this and you do this to your family members, stop. No one likes it. It's obnoxious. And how would you like it if people in your family started harassing you about your life choices? It's not fun. Thanksgiving and the holidays are hard. So try to maintain your composure and try to be kind in your response and know that how someone feels about your relationship status has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. If you're single and they're asking you questions, maybe they wish they were single. If you're in a relationship and they're asking you questions, maybe they're in an unhappy one. If you're married and they're asking you questions, maybe they wish they were married. You have no idea, but it's none of your business and it's none of theirs. So keep that in mind. I'm just going to quickly go over a few questions that came up. Um, someone asked their partner made a hinge and tells you that it's a joke. Is it right to be annoyed? Do you have a right to be annoyed? Obviously, you should be annoyed and honestly, you should be done. With that person, someone asked if you can move past cheating. I personally wouldn't be able to because trust is like my number one. But I have no idea what it would be like if I were married, if I had kids. I I can't make assumptions. I would say I'd probably try to move past it. If I had that, you know, if I'd established a life with that person at that point. Somebody asked if you're dating two people at once, when's the right time that you have to choose? I think if you're dating two people at once, you're not interested in either of them or you're interested maybe in the second one, but you wouldn't have gotten interested in the second one if you were interested in the first, if that makes any sense. So probably break up with both of them. And then someone asked when it's expected or necessary to spend all the holidays together. I think this has a lot to do with where you live, like where your families are. Um, Like, for example, my partner spent Thanksgiving with me, I don't know, like six months in because, or maybe actually like eight months, but whatever, uh, because his family's in London and like he, he didn't have anywhere to go. We would have wanted him there anyway, but you know, like if you both have your family in New York, it's more difficult. So I think you just have to go with the flow. It might not happen until you're engaged. Okay. I think I'm going to just get right into the episode because I'm really excited about it and I want you to hear it. Hope you enjoy. Guys, it's the season that Everyone is just putting on the pounds. And it's really hard because everything around us is like, eat this, do that, like you're cold, do this, do that. And that's just another reason why I'm so obsessed with sakara. I don't really have the time to cook for myself right now. I'm running around all the time doing shit and I don't want to feel run down. And Saqqara has been the best pick-me-up for like just to feel better and to feel healthier. And honestly, to like lose weight and have better skin and like all in a healthy way and and to give me more energy. So basically, if you don't already know, Sakara makes organic ready-to-eat meals with nutritious plant-based ingredients. So I had never been plant-based before, and it's been my first time ever like this. And I can't explain to you, like it feels amazing. And breakfast, lunch and dinner, whatever you want, my favorites, the breakfast, but you can do all, you can do one, you can do two. And it totally enhances your energy and improves your digestion. Like you go to the bathroom so much more, sorry to be explicit, but they have these amazing detox teas that come with your order and you can do the teas after every meal. And it's just like immediate digestive situation. And they also have great supplements like probiotics. And honestly, Gwyneth Paltrow is a fan. So if I'm going to look like her, I'm going to keep doing Sakara. So for you guys, since I love you and I want you to try Saqqara, also the granola is phenomenal. You can even order it on its own. Go to sakaracom slash Acme. You're going to get $60 off your first order. If you go to sakara.com slash acme, $60 off your first order. Just again, sakara.com slash acme. I'm telling you, you've seen it on my stories. I'm a huge fan. I live and breed sakara at the moment. So if you have any questions, just slide into my DM.
0: Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm super excited to be here with my friend Kia hello hello we're doing good how are you
1: good um shitty monday at work rain yeah i'm feeling like i haven't been to the gym in a couple days so
2: whatever it's what did you call it what kind of season tis the season to get fat it's fattening season fattening season yeah exactly
1: it's when you expand your waist anywhere from two to three sizes yeah fully yeah
2: you have to have like an array of jeans of different sizes. Totally. I mean, to be okay. I
1: feel like I fluctuate I in June. It's like, dude, you're 32 again. Wow. How did you get back here? Yeah. And now it's November. And um, let's just say like, thank God Everlane makes... A thirty-five. Athletic oh, I fit. love yeah. Everlane. If it wasn't for an athletic fit, i yeah. I'd probably be. Mm-hmm.
2: And Everlane like runs screwed. big, so I fit into a size that I don't normally fit into in real life. There you go. So I'm just like, thanks for lying to me. <laughs> like, let's continue this lie together. You know? Yeah. Talking about fluctuation, do you think that you notice when anyone else fluc- like fluctuates their weight, or like it's just a you thing?
1: I feel like I'm not paying attention as much to the people around me's weight. I know that weight is at least for me, it's like I pay so much attention to myself and I know right. that this time of the year, I tend to give up on whatever extreme fitness goal that I had yeah. in place, which is like you're going to get all this muscle mass. You're going to you know, have these crazy traps, these bison legs your right. neck, and it's like, okay, no, I'm just like the way I look every November. So I'm right. not really paying attention to anyone else because I know how um, also like self-conscious everyone is. Yeah. But for myself, like, I'm such a self-critic and I'm so aware of even the smallest changes that I'll know like I'll feel the 1 pound.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Same. will
1: and I'll be like, dude, you're you're giving up right now. Right. Like you're, right. you're you're a single guy in New York who can't afford I didn't forecast 2 pounds more this yeah, winter, you know? Yeah, like this facts. is not fitting into my forecast. Yeah,
2: totally. Wait, so let's back up a little bit. We're going to start the way we start every episode, which is how old are you and where are you from?
1: I'm 26 years old. I'm from Santa Monica. Baby.
2: I I thought you were 29 like me. You're an infant. I'm jealous.
1: Every time I say I'm 26 to anybody, I get that same reaction. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, From Santa Monica, born and raised. Uh, Parents are from Tehran, Iran. My sister and I are both uh, first generation Growing up, trying to assimilate with all our Caucasian friends in Santa Monica, which was which was interesting. There's
2: a huge Persian community, or is it not usually in Santa Monica?
1: There's a massive community in Los Angeles. I'd say, like ninety percent of it has found their way to Beverly Hills and is just like, you know, really really extreme gold lines in the front of their apartments and buildings. Right, right. And Santa Monica, not so much, which was which was hilarious because. Hilariously confusing, actually, because my, our parents tried so hard growing up for us to feel like the other kids, like my friend Aiden and Rudy, sure. whose parents are Luke and Jet when my dad is Farshid and my friend's dad is Badiola. Like they yeah. tried so hard and it's been coming up a lot as, a, as my sister and I get older. We're like, damn, like we didn't realize how hard you guys tried to, to have us like assimilate and integrate with everyone right. else. And my mom was like, yeah, you were really frustrated as a kid that dad's name was Fashid, but your friend Rudy's dad's name was was Jet. (laughs) Right. I was like, really? That's something that I was complaining about? Like, that was what was bothering me that time? Well, I
2: think kids are just like so annoyingly upfront and honest with each other that someone was probably like, why is that his name? Like, it's long and I don't know how to say it, you know? And And you were just like, dad, can you change your name? Like.
1: And it's like, you know, I got all the, my dad's name is Farshid Farhad, which, right. you know, turned into fart shit, <laughs> fart head with all the bullying growing up. So like, uh, I get it now right. that I look back on it, and, and I'm, I'm super grateful for my parents. Like, you guys tried so hard to make growing up easy mm. for for us. Yeah. And now I'm having this aha moment where it's like, holy shit, I've never wanted to embrace the fact that I'm Kia Farhad and like not anyone else and right. not from any other culture more.
2: Right, totally.
1: Um so I'm not really sure how I got there, but that's no, but that's I where love we that. Are.
2: We like as we get older, we love to embrace like what's unique about us. But when totally. we're younger, like that's the last thing that we wanna do. We just wanna and I was talking about this in an episode recently with my friend Michaela, like we just wanna we just don't wanna be noticed. Like we don't wanna be called out, like we're going through puberty, we have like a weird zit. On our forehead, Lots like, of Like, please don't look at me. <laughs> like, I don't want to stand out in any way. Whereas now it's like, who has the cooler Instagram? Who's living the cooler life? Like, who is just doing the most?
1: And it's interesting because now I'm starting to feel like, at least the friends around me, everyone's like, do less. Yeah. You know, pull back. Right. You want to have less of a scene profile sure. or image. Because I think we're all just like so suffocated by how much time we spend comparing ourselves and like comparing our image where we're at in life right do we have enough money do we have the right relationship like so many things we're being exposed to so many parts of other people's lives all the time Mm -hmm. and the best parts about them too it's like no one's ever showing you you know how hard it was to get over a breakup, or right. the fact that they're struggling with like premature ejaculation or something. Yeah, like, no, none wow. of that. Mm-mm. It's just, it's just, it's just the it's high re- highlight reel. Welcome to Meagan yeah. Us.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the Lindsay Lohan video. Exactly. Welcome exactly. to making Us, bitch. Um. Okay, so let's just get this out of the way because I don't know if Juliet told you. This. Shout out to Juliet who set us up. Big shout out Jules. to do this. Um. But. We'll get astrology out of the way because I'm I'm into it, obviously. Um what I think I know what your sign is, but enlighten me anyway.
1: Do you want me to tell you first? Or well, you I think to- you're a Leo. I'm not. Oh. And for full transparency, I don't know too much about okay. my sign. I just know that every time I have my reveal. It's always met with (laughs) what the fuck? Like, I don't think we can do this. Because I'm a Gemini.
2: Oh, oh, Gemini. Oh. And it seems to get a lot of I don't backlash all the time. People love to hate on Geminis, but there's I mean, like a developed Gemini is harmless. Like it's an immature Gemini that like, you know, might want to throw some shots.
1: What's what's a defined or uh What's like an aged, and mature Gemini? What are the characteristics? Well, I think it's depends.
2: Okay. Well, like I think a mature Gemini, and by the way, I'm not an astrologer, so I could totally <laughs> fuck this up. But I think a mature Gemini like, you know, is tries to work through their feeling of like being e- so easily bored with everything and everyone instead of just like being like, okay, I'm done with you next. Like you have an interest. Like you're just not interesting to me. Goodbye. Right. Which I feel like is like an immature Gemini thing a mature Gemini like can hold their tongue every now and then. Whereas like an immature Gemini will just like say something that's just so hurtful, you know, and like laugh at like what happens next. Right. And disregard
1: of the other side. Yeah,
2: totally. And I think a mature Gemini is like, I don't know. I mean, I think this is with every every sign and every person, but like more ready and open to like seeing one person at, at a time, you know,
1: I think I'm very much, I'm definitely on the, outer phase of the young like immature Gemini um but I'm still I'm still fearful every time I say that I'm a Gemini when I'm dating someone or I'm just meeting someone and astrology comes up yeah because it's I'm constantly met with oh so you're going to lie and be one way to my face and then sleep with my roommate. And there's no. just like this crazy narrative. Yeah, that's like, crazy. How
2: many psychogeminis have you been with? That's crazy. I mean, truthfully, I've been with a psychogemini. <laughs> but I will say that, um, you know, looking back, like it wasn't that he was that bad. We just weren't good for each other. But the one thing that like threw me over the edge was like, he'd always try to like hurt me when like, if like we were breaking up or something, like he'd go out of his way to like, say something that was like like consciously say that yeah but like when we were dating like i there were no issues the only issue i had was that like he talked to so many people and like that's like because i think i was young at the time and i was like immature and i think like part of being a gemini and again maybe this is every like everyone but like is you want to talk all the time you need like constant stimulation yeah. yeah 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 that's that's which is fine if you're weird. with someone who can constantly stimulate you you know
1: i think my my problem is mm-hmm. that i constantly need uh stimulation but the ways that i seek out the stimulation are like my ideal date night is if someone would respond to my text like hey do you want to come over and like watch rap videos on youtube together and, yeah like, maybe get high right that's my like fix and need and that's yeah. very often not it doesn't sound enticing enough.
2: Right. Well, <laughs> not, not necessarily, not to the right person who's like into that stuff too. True. Which leads me to my next question, what's your relationship status at the moment?
1: So, I'm single. i mm-hmm. I've I've been single for almost almost 3 years. And part of my approach right now is like I f- I I feel like I do have PTSD from my last relationship and even from my first like mature relationship that was actually in college. I don't know how mature we can call that. But I feel like I have a bit of PTSD and I've given myself this narrative of like you don't need anyone else right now. Like Mm. it's not even a narrative. It's like I'm just more so trying to be happy with me because I've been uh, fiending off other people's like approval mm. and other people's like satisfaction with who I am for so long that I've never actually had time to be like, okay, well, I'm not dating anyone. I'm self reliant. I'm now living in New York where I don't have family. I have a couple friends. I kind of have to figure it out for myself, and I can't keep putting my happiness in other people. Right. Um. So, so yeah, like the the last three years, it's it's been really great. I mean, I was also living in San Francisco mm-hmm. for two years, um, which I have my own opinion on
2: Um, as a city. You think it sucks? Yes. (laughs) I
1: I, I would be totally okay with like a nice, a nice like 5.5 earthquake hitting San Francisco. (laughs) 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 Not actually for anyone who's from San Francisco.
2: (laughs) That's hilarious. No, I get that. But going back to your last relationship, if that's okay, what was like traumatic about the way that it ended? You know, how long was it?
1: I came out of the relationship in college. It lasted just a little bit after I graduated. And it's really important that we talk about the first one first, because I was in a situation where I was dating a person whose personality was so similar to mine, who was loud, who commanded attention in any room she was in. She was super feisty. Like we had a very, very intense physical relationship that was essentially keeping this relationship afloat. But deep down we have this like almost pure hatred towards Mm. one another because like you're taking right my my shine right Right. like you you both wanted to be alpha we both wanted to be alpha so fucking bad and what ended up happening was like we dated for two years about a year in i cheated Mm -hmm. we were just having a really rough patch and i cheated and i lied about it and i held it onto that lie for a year Why did you
2: have to lie? Like, did she find out and you were like, no,
1: I was so delusional at the time. And this was like pre my awakening. I'd say like, I was really not like, I hadn't grown into myself. I wasn't comfortable with who I was, who I was at the time. Like it was hard for me to own up to the fact that I had just done something so hurtful. And also at the time I was like, am I like a sociopath for doing this? No, right? Because I feel so much. I feel so guilty.
2: Yeah, and it was college. And it was college, right? Right. And I was
1: fucked up. all. We're all fucked up all the time. Right. And yeah, so long story short, that I ended up coming clean after a year because I I was suffocating in my own guilt on top of the fact that I felt so bad about hurting this person and leading them on like her thing. And I'm a liar and I'm a deceitful, just like, you know, asshole. So I got into this next relationship fairly quickly after that one had ended and I lied again saying, you know, I'm ready for this. She's like, are you ready? Like you just came out of this relationship four months ago. You seem really, really fucked up from this. You know, you seem like mentally, I don't know you too well, but you seem mentally not, not there. And I was like, no, I am, I am ready. Right. Um, one thing we really bonded on was like doing drugs, which wasn't a great, like, Thing to have in common when you're just enabling each other
2: right like weed or something more um
1: like pills yeah and weed weed at that point wasn't considered the drug sure it was sure. like xanax it was like
2: right like anything the, to get you away from how you were feeling to, at the moment to numb. yeah
1: to really really dissociate myself from the reality of how sad i was for right. hurting this person right because i was just i was just like Self, I was like, I hate myself for, for, for doing this. I feel so terrible. So I got into this other relationship. She, the person I was dating, very, very unstable emotionally, has a really hard background with her family. Um, poor thing, like inherited a lot of these issues. And she had moved up to San Francisco. I was living there. She was struggling with her roommates. She got she got this fucking bangle cat. And
2: what what is a bangle cat? A bangle
1: cat is, it's a partially wild animal. It's like, it's like 0.01% wild cat. Looks like a tiger or looks like a, like a leopard. Oh boy. Has this really intimidating coat. It's right. big. It jumps. It's a total freak. <laughs> and she got this cat that she was starting to lose her mind over. And she, this cat basically intruded the relationship. And I started <laughs> to live in, seriously, I started to live in fear. Stop. Going over to her apartment. I had just gotten fired from one of the biggest companies in the world while I was living in San Francisco, had to give up my lease, was living with her and this cat for three months. Oh, and God. I was just, I was losing it. In the, San Francisco. In San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So already like and, going and through And just it.
2: to step back for a second, how did you meet her? Like how'd you find her? So
1: she also went to my college. Okay. And we didn't know each you other. Like reconnected. We didn't know each other in school, mm. but we reconnect, we like met through mutual friends after we had both graduated and- none of my fucking friends said anything wrong. No one said right. that like she's unstable or she has sure. issues, whatever. Like no one said anything. I was also not in a place where I was going to like listen to anyone else. This feels right. I'm going to, you know, put my energy here. Do
2: you remember her sign or her birthday? <sighs>
1: <laughs> I don't.
2: It's fine. You probably I, blacked it out after everything. I
1: don't. Yeah, I really I really don't. I feel like it was in October.
2: Okay, whatever.
1: So, so she got this cat. Sh- the Basically... Cat. The cat was attacking us in the middle of the night. I'm talking fangs through my cheek while you're dead asleep. What the fuck? And she's sitting here telling me that it's not me. It's not the cat. And it's myself and her roommate who's now one of my closest friends and who was my closest friend at the time. She also didn't know anything about um, my ex at the time. And so this cat started to intrude on my sanity. So I'd, every time I'd go over there, not only am I, am I, am I jawless looking for work for the second time right. in two years since graduating school, I'm like fearful of, of going to my girlfriend's apartment because this cat's going to attack me.
2: And you were vocal about this?
1: And I was vocal about it. And the problem was she was like, it's not the cat. It's you.
0: And then I'd she be like, Bye. was so delusional.
1: Yeah. And I, tr- and I try, and I tried to, I tried to end it. I tried to, and I was weak. Like, I'm going to recognize that. Like I wasn't strong enough to, to stand up for myself and stand up for what wasn't right. But she would threaten to like. Hurt herself. To do things. Yeah. To hurt herself and stuff. And like, I, you know, I feel a lot and I, and I care and I, and I, you know, I have a heart. Like at that moment, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm going to put my shit aside. Maybe I can h- make this work. Like, poor thing like she's clearly going through something too right and then as you know the months went on it was just like no this is like a very emotionally manipulative relationship yeah so we had this really overly dramatic final breakup where I was just like I can't do this honestly like whatever you're gonna do like it's not I know it's not because of me Mm -hmm. so like I have to walk away from this fuck your cat like (laughs) fuck your whole life like I was just like I I need to look out for myself I have to and some things happened with the cat on my way out.
2: The cat attacked you on your way the out? The cat attacked me uh-uh. on my way
1: out. I, Holy uh,
2: shit. This is why I can't do people with cats. Like,
1: no, and this was like such a clear um, indicator for me. It's like moving forward, yeah. a red flag of mine. And maybe, yes, I'm carrying this fucking nasty PTSD over. But like, if you have a cat in general, I'll fuck with you.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I have a friend who feels way, that way about dogs which like is is really hard because she went through an experience with an ex who shared a dog with his ex. Wow. And it was always a thing like coming in between them, like physically and mentally. And it was like, and like he once like drove with her somewhere and had her sit in the back. You're kidding And the me. dog sit in the front.
1: See, that's the same level of delusion though. Because she, I, I asked her, I remember asking her, I was like, if it came down to it, like, if it was me with the cat, she's like, I picked the fucking cat.
2: You're probably oh going to leave me in a year anyways. She obviously had a lot of emotional issues.
1: Yeah. So for reasons why we can't share the cat's missing and that she never found the cat again. Um, Wait, did
2: you do something to the cat?
1: I, I didn't do anything. To, I, didn't oh, okay. do, I didn't do anything to the cat, <laughs> um, but the cat is gone. It's out of everyone's lives. She actually hit me up saying, Hey, like, like I know that, I know that, the cat had all these problems. Like I got rid of the cat, even though I know she didn't get rid of it. It's missing. Um, she's like, the cat's out of the picture. Like, can we like reconcile? But I was so fucked up emotionally from this that I was like, I can't, I can't open this back up. That it really is has insane. I don't feel like we're scratching the surface of this, but it has no pun intended. <laughs> it has legitimately prevented me from yeah. being fully intimate oh my with, God. With, okay. with anyone else right now, because I'm just like, that was so much
2: that that does sound like a lot yeah it's it's a lot but moving past that i feel like i'm about
1: to relapse (laughs) into thought right now. yeah yeah
2: yeah no you're it's triggering it's It's triggering. triggering it's triggering but so now you're in the city you've been in the city for how long
1: i've been living in new york for almost three years
2: okay yeah what has being single in, in, in New York been like? Are you on dating apps? Do you rely on setups? Like, are you just meeting people organically?
1: On the dating app thing, I signed up for, or I got like the invitation to to Raya or whatever. Yeah. Honestly, there was way too many profile optimizations that you, like I couldn't, I was like, I'm way too paranoid to put this together. Like, I don't know yeah. what song I'm going to pick. Like what five That's songs all. I'm going to pick. Like,
2: Wait, I thought, I thought it was just one song.
1: Is it one? I thought you had like I, a soundtrack.
2: I was on, no, I was on it before I met my boyfriend. And I think it's just one song. And the one song is the soundtrack.
1: Okay. Pretty sure. I thought I saw more. When Maybe I, it's when more I chapped, complicated
2: now. M- I wouldn't be surprised.
1: It's like, it's like I panicked. I was like, I don't, I'm not ready. to. And then I told myself, you know, I'm not ready to date yet. When I first moved here, this is, this is very classic. So obviously having like a come to Jesus in, in San Francisco. was like, I hate my life. I don't know why I'm here. I need to move. I need to figure it out. My sister, a friend of a friend of my sister's was like, come to Burning Man. Of course. Very classic, right? And I'm like, all right, whatever. So went to Burning Man. Wasn't really drinking the Kool-Aid with all the like, you know, like spirituality shit when all these people are like super wealthy and super like, you know, shove a crystal up your ass and and suddenly (laughs) like all of your, of your like anxieties Uh, and and pains are cleared. But I went and met all these wonderful people that have a community in New York. So when I got to New York, I was like, fuck, I have all these friends already. Like I have this pool of people that I can rely on for dating to get introduced to other cool people, like-minded people um, for like social life or partying. So for the first like six months, seven months, I was heavy in that scene. And it was very confusing with dating because like, I'd go out with also I'm younger than like everyone by like seven or eight years. Not that it makes a big difference, but like they've all grown. Everyone's grown a lot more than I have. And I would go out with these ladies and like, I feel so inadequate for where I'm at personally with my growth. And they'll be telling me that like, you know, they've had these like really, really intense relationships with these men that like, you know, helped them figure out that like they didn't need X, Y, and Z from a man or whatever. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm barely getting over the last the two only relationships that right. I've had that have ended in absolute turmoil. Like, I don't know if I'm the right person for, to be talking to you right now. Right.
2: But you're just friends with those people. Like you're not dating people or, or they introduce you to people. And so like, how does that work? They introduced me to
1: other friends of theirs in that same group. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was also this insecurity that I felt when I'd go out on these dates where I just don't, I don't, I can't talk to some of the, the elements of like how passionate they are about spirituality and right. like, you know, all the work that they're doing, um, studying like Carl Jung and stuff. I'm like, I can't talk to any of this. Yeah. And there was so much disconnect when we I'd go out on these dates. I did have a couple like pretty fun encounters that were relatively short lived, but I was like, some of these people are my people, but in terms yeah. of dating, like, this is not what I'm looking for. Right. It's not, we're not on the same wavelength right now.
2: What are you looking for? Like, have you figured it out yet or you're still like rocking along?
1: Honestly, I'm, I'm like just getting comfortable with like the person I'm becoming. I'm realizing right. that like, I'm just starting to um, feel good about like where I'm at with my career where I'm where I am like at 26 living in New York City like I'm just finally starting to be like I'm happy yeah and I'm not really looking for I'm not looking for anything when it comes to dating I'm just looking for some fun intense
2: intimate sex yeah honestly would you say a lot of people like guys you know who are 26 as well are kind of on the same page as you or do you have friends like getting married and all that shit
1: so back in L.A., I have like a big community of, of of Persian friends and that side of my friend group and of my life. I'm talking I'm talking second or third kids. Oh, for sure. Double mortgage. I know them. I know like, those people. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here talking to my parents about a reality with, where I may not actually even have a family.
2: Mm. Would they want you to have a Persian wife or is No.
1: That- and that's why I feel... So blessed, so blessed to have my parents because yeah. like they're two of the more Western, uh Middle Eastern Americans that I've met that I that I know, probably <laughs> the most. No pressure to get married, no pressure to be a doctor, architect, engineer, lawyer. Um, no pressure on religious affiliation, nothing. Growing up, they're like, Do you want to go to Baha'i school or or do you want to like get into Islam? And I was like, Fuck no. Yeah. And they're like, okay, that's fine.
2: Yeah. Wait, and Go what about, baseball. is your sister older or younger? She's older. And it's the two of you? It's the two of us, yeah. And do they give her the same treatment or are they more, like, are they harder on her?
1: I wouldn't say they're harder on her, but they ask, obviously, because, I, I, you know, she's, she's like 32. Yeah. Or 30. Sorry, Nika, if you're listening. <laughs> um, they ask, but they're also most concerned with our happiness. Mm-hmm. And they understand that times have changed from when they were here and like making it isn't just about having the house and having the family and reproducing and growing no. it's like, you have to really be conscious about what you're bringing into this world so they yeah. don't pressure us as much and they know how much pressure we were already under from ourselves from our peers so that's that's honestly a blessing
2: i i don't understand why it is that some, like most parents think that making it is getting married and having a child like I, I mean, unless you're so simple that that truly fulfills you and you're good for life, you know? Exactly. That's not realistic.
1: It's not realistic. And it's really hard Yeah. for me, at least, to be like, and again, young, but I, one, of my, one of my buddies at work just had a kid and I was holding this, this small baby. I'm like, damn, this is so cute. But like, you're bringing life into this world right now. Right. I need to have my shit so much more together.
2: Right. So much more together.
1: Right. Like, it's not even like, I'm talking push 10 years to even consider it.
2: Mm. I
1: don't feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel comfortable.
2: Right. And, but like, why did our parents feel comfortable doing that shit at like 26? Do you think it was just like a different world? Like,
1: I I think my parents had pressure. Right. I think my parents both fled Iran. Right. My dad in like the early 70s, my mom during the revolution. They came to the U.S. They're like, okay, well, we're here. What was the p- purpose of coming here for us? No, Where We've already, you know, lived the first, you know, quarter and a half of our life. Right. We want to we have kids. We want kids to be Americans. Right. We want them to grow up in the U.S. Mm. Not have to leave their country. Not go from like a, a free country in Iran, free loosely. But a country that wasn't under Islamic rule to suddenly, you know, if you're right. anything but Muslim, you have to get out. Like, no, they want to raise kids where they can be free and have a good time right. and like grow up and try and have dreams and totally. actually execute on them. Yeah. So part of me, like with my dad, it's like, I think he sees a lot of what he wanted to do right. in life through me. Cause whenever we were, whenever I talk to him about like my experiences in New York, it's like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm so happy and so glad that you're doing that. Like it's clearly bringing you so much joy. That's bringing me joy.
2: Yeah. Your parents seem amazing.
1: But yeah, so dating in New York's been, been, uh, been challenging. So
2: it- If right now you're looking for sex, which is totally cool. Like so many people are looking for that. And, and, you know, it's more like they just say like something casual, you know. How do you go about that when you do meet someone that you're interested in? Are you like straight up about that from the beginning? Or do you kind of not say that in case your mind changes and maybe you have stronger feelings?
1: I I don't want to be closed off to love. Mm -hmm. Because I remember what it felt like when I thought I was in love. And it's a very powerful and uh, you, you can just feel it. It's like, okay, I really feel something about this person. It's 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 beyond just like physical intimacy. And I actually was, was seeing someone more recently where I started to feel that come on. And I was like, damn, I'm really, really starting to like this person. I'm really liking um, how we like have similar approaches to dating too, where she's like not looking to jump into something and just, you know, Play it as it goes and if it turns into a relationship and we're vibing and we connect so via but I was so honest with her I was like look I'm just looking to do something open um I fully understand if you don't want to do that like by like that's fine we don't have to do we don't have to do anything of course like mm-hmm. I get that and then it came and then it turned in and then it like snowballed into this weird like no I still want to see you
2: you saying, I still want to no, see you. No,
1: her saying, I still want to see you. And I was like, okay, that's great. Like, let's see each other. And we started seeing each other. And then I was still operating this independent, you know, yeah. doing my own thing lifestyle. And she started to like say, hey, but we're hanging out this much and we're talking this much. But I didn't feel like anything was changing. It was just like two people that are casually seeing each other. Yeah. Um, And then it got to a point where I was like, I don't want to like, engage in anything more than this. Like, I had to be so explicit about it. And also that I don't want to only be engaging with you. Meaning, her, like,
2: you didn't want her to think you were exclusive.
1: Yeah, I don't want I don't want her to think I was exclusive, and I hinted at it at first, but like, I wasn't fully comfortable saying that right away, even though I knew that's what I wanted. Um, I didn't know how she was going to react and whether that was going to completely tarnish things. But like, a month later, I, I was like, no, I, I just want to be clear because, like, I do want to be open to other possibilities, you know. Mm-hmm. um, That didn't, that didn't, that didn't end well.
2: Well, I can't imagine it did. If mm-hmm. if her intentions were to be with just you,
1: see, I I didn't know I didn't know that her. She never told me that she wanted to be with. So me. if she, was,
2: she had said to you explicitly, like Kia, I hear you, but like I'm interested in like an actual relationship, and if you can't give me that, like I'm out. Would you have been like more turned on?
1: I would have been so like appreciative of her honesty first. And then I would be, I'd be honest to be like, I can't give you that.
2: Yeah. But you said to me like just a second ago that you felt like you were getting strong feelings for her. So for the, like for the ladies listening, like that's a mind fuck. Like you can tell when someone's starting to get strong feelings for you. And then when they pull away or say something like, I don't want to be with you're just like, are you lying to yourself? And I, you're like, can I change this person? Like, you know, it's I, all think, like-
1: I think in this situation, I genuinely was and I wasn't open to love. Mm-hmm. I do. I do think so. I actually know so. But again, like, I've worked really hard on some personal development and some, some growth the last couple months to get to where I am. And I want right. to continue doing this. And the reality is, like, I don't think I can do that with anyone else in my life like that.
2: So it's just timing. So
1: it's just timing. Um, and she's like you're not being open to love this is going against everything you're saying and I'm like you're right like I, I am a bit of a hypocrite right now like this is right I'm going back on my word but I need to do this yeah and I also had like some other some other judgments right where I was like okay I'm not okay Kiel like you're not being present right now you're not thinking about this relationship in the moment you're thinking you know five years down the line and you're getting in your own head about it but He's, this is all the shit that was coming up. That was enough for me to be like, I'm not ready to do that. Yeah. I'm just not.
2: So if someone, cause someone has said to me before, like when a guy says, um, I'm not looking for a relationship right now and you've been hooking up, like you've been seeing each other, they're forgetting two words, which are with you. Do you agree with that? Meaning like, it's not really timing. Mm-hmm. Like if you really felt that like passion and love, and like you couldn't let this girl go. I just don't. You know would if, have locked it down.
1: I just don't know if if me as a person finds that in only one person. Right.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you I'm believe in for multiple monogamy. multiple soulmates. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not sure if like if that's if that's like aligned with with really what I what gives me what gives me life. Right. And I think what has been giving me life is being able to have multiple partners that right. have been. I've been connecting with in different ways, like doing different shit with like, yeah, exploring myself through them.
2: And that might be what you want going forward forever. Yeah.
1: And, and with, with this most recent woman that I was seeing, like I told her this the second time we hooked up, I did.
2: Right. So it's like when someone tells you who they are, believe it the first time.
1: And like, that was, that was also a lesson for me where it's like a lot of people want, like even me, it's like when you tell, when I was told that I couldn't get, my ex the first time I met her like she didn't want me I was like well now I just want it 15,000 times more of course of course. course." and like you you hear from a girl
2: like I'm not interested in like a one one one-on-one thing and you're like oh well I'll make him interested you know yeah okay so we're gonna play this game and I'm gonna ask you we do these poll questions on our Instagram so I'm gonna ask you what your answers would be it's usually yes or no or like true or false okay so we'll do like rapid fire do women turn into their mothers physically? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's good for me. We're going okay. to see a picture of your mother. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> Is it a red flag if your partner was away from Thursday to Sunday and wants to be alone Sunday night when they get home because they're tired? No. I agree. I'm always fucking tired. And also like it depends if you're getting home at like 2 p.m. or 10 p.m. Like it's 10 p.m. It's like, yeah, bye. If you're
1: traveling... Go to bed. It's fine. I right. It. Right. There's no. There's no assumption that you need. We need to hang out.
2: Right. What comes first, Instagramming a new partner or meeting their parents?
1: Um, meeting their parents.
2: Yeah, but most people said the insta because they're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> Do your parents need to meet your partner's parents before you move in together? If you're adults. No. Hmm.
1: Judging off my sister's relationship.
2: Hmm. Is is she in L.A.?
1: She's in San Francisco.
2: Oh, okay. Makes sense.
1: Still fuck San Francisco.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But not when she's in it.
1: But not when she's in it. Only when she's traveling for work.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You're in a relationship for 10 months and everything is amazing. You're ready to live together, but they say they're not ready yet. Is it too early? No, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Your partner tells you in confidence that their friend cheated on their bachelorette party. You're friendly with their fiance. Is it wrong to keep this to yourself? No. But as a Gemini, would you repeat it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like oh well? How many Geminis that answered
1: funny? that one? We need to find out.
2: Yeah, literally. Is it a red flag if they say, let's rain check our date tonight since we saw each other last night?
1: It's really hard for me to say say no. I know it's not a red flag, but I would feel like that's my anxiety would lead me to be like, yeah, it's a red flag. Well,
2: yeah, I would just be like, Why but are you limiting beaver? yeah well not even about being an eager beaver I'd be like why are you limiting our time and like tallying how many nights we've spent together like that's just like weird toxic yeah and bullshit. if it was
1: good and if you had if you genuinely had a great time right and you're free
2: right it's fucked up totally Um, do you believe that simple people get married before 30 yes I agree but most people didn't agree because they're simple and married <laughs> Is it a red flag or a deal breaker if they still sleep with their childhood blanket and penguin? Blanket
1: yes, penguin no. I have a monkey that I still sleep with and that's <laughs> wow. my boy. Wow.
2: Yeah, but you're not looking for a relationship, so maybe it is <laughs> a deal breaker. <laughs> true, true. Um okay, Kia, you've been so awesome. We usually end our episodes with a quote or a piece of advice that you can share that's been helpful to your life.
1: Yeah, actually <sighs> My mom and I have been talking a lot the last couple of weeks because I've been expressing a lot of frustrations with work and how I'm letting work dictate my happiness. And she reminded me over text, which totally fucked me up. Monday morning, mm. seven in the morning, first thing you read, just stressed out, don't want to go to work. Mom sends you a text that just breaks you down on the two. Um, she's like, always remember to give little Kia inside what he needs to play and what makes him so happy when he plays don't lose sight of the things that you need to make yourself and the young and the youth in you happy and always remember to play um for me like a lot of that was like video games was skating Mm. was um like directing little short films it was like doing little like like short stories humorous little bits um and it's definitely something that I've forgotten in the last six months. So really, it was really profound for me. Um, so yeah, always play like a little kid and play like the little kid in you that love to play. Also, as life goes on, life will go on.
2: I love those. Amazing. <laughs> Where can people find you if you would allow them to follow you?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on Instagram at Kia Forte. Yes, like the car. <laughs> I, I always get tagged <laughs> in these new car purchases will be like some kid in the <laughs> philippines and he's tagged every single kia kia dealership in the so nation he's got a brand new car
2: that's epic uh, but yeah
1: at kia forte uh,
2: amazing that's about it. cool thank you so much
1: thank you so much for having me hope
2: everyone enjoyed the episode check out we met at acme.com slash tour for information on our upcoming shows we've got a really good one in dc january 28th so make sure you get a ticket and write us a review if you enjoyed the episode. And don't write us a review if you didn't enjoy the episode because that's really fucked up. All I'll right. take it personally. Yeah, exactly. Have a good one.